Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, the breaking news. A student opens fire, killing a sixth grader and injuring others. Police just revealing an explosive device was found inside the school. The first day back to school after the holidays turns deadly in Iowa. The new details about the guns and the shooter's social media posts. This strikes at the heart of everything that we hold dear. The major winter storm barreling towards the northeast, bringing heavy snow, ice, and wind. Once it gets to the eastern seaboard, that's when things get really tricky, right? Who gets the snow and who doesn't? The new concerns about judge safety after that attack in a Nevada courtroom. We're still definitely in survival mode. Eye on America. Snow crab season is canceled in Alaska for a second year in a row. Why it has fishermen on edge. We're a dying breed. If we keep going the way we're going, there's not going to be any of us left. And the new coins honoring the legacy of Harriet Tubman. Good evening. I'm Nora O'Donnell, and thank you for being with us on this Thursday night. There is breaking news out of New York City with two subway trains colliding. At least 24 people are hurt. We're going to have the very latest on their conditions and what caused the crash in just a moment. But we want to begin tonight with the scary reality facing parents and students and the continuing cycle of gun violence in America's schools. And the alarming new detail in today's school shooting in Iowa, police saying just a short time ago that an explosive device was found inside the school. Now, here's what we know. A sixth grade student was killed. The school's principal and four others were injured. The 17-year-old shooter died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Now, this is the second school shooting of 2024, just four days now into the new year. And there are questions tonight about the gunman's social media posts and his motive. CBS's Ed O'Keefe will start us off tonight from outside the school in Perry, Iowa. That's about 40 miles 
northwest of Des Moines. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Nora. The shooting happened during a breakfast program, about 20 minutes before school was set to begin, and there weren't yet that many people around. So tonight, police say it could have been much worse. It was the first day back to school in Perry, Iowa, after the winter holiday, when at 7.37 a.m., shots rang out. Shared activation at Perry High School. It's possible. Guns nuts. Within seven minutes, the first officers arrived, followed by more than 100 others from local, state, and federal agencies. Officers immediately attempted to locate the source of the threat and quickly found what appeared to be the shooter with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The shooter, identified as 17-year-old Dylan Butler, a student at the school. He shot and killed a sixth grader and wounded five others, including the school's principal, Dan Marburger. All the victims were rushed to nearby hospitals in Des Moines. I couldn't believe it. I, honestly, I just, I was just shook. Officials say the shooter used a pump-action shotgun and a handgun. They also located and disarmed an improvised explosive device inside the school. Butler also made a number of social media posts in and around the time of the shooting. Law enforcement is working to secure those pieces of evidence. Among the students who escaped, Jody Kurth's stepson, Xander, who lives just two blocks from school. He'd been grazed by a bullet and came back for medical attention. It was absolutely horrifying. One of the worst moments in my entire life, but the best phone call I got was saying that they were okay. This is the second school shooting already this year. In the last five years, 161 people have been killed in school shootings, with more than 300 injured. Now, Iowa is set to hold the kickoff to the 2024 presidential election in just 11 days. And at that news conference, I asked Iowa's Republican governor how GOP presidential contenders should be talking about school violence and guns in the closing days of the caucus. She said, quote, I'll let them decide how they're going to talk about it. Nora. All right, Ed O'Keefe there in Iowa for us. Thank you. Now to that breaking news out of New York City. A subway train derailed this afternoon after it hit another train. We're learning there were at least two dozen people injured. CBS's Doug Williams is at the scene with the new developments. Good evening, Doug. Nora, good evening. It was a terrifying trip for New York City subway riders this afternoon on Manhattan's Upper West Side. A one-line subway train packed with at least 300 passengers hit a disabled train at a slow rate of speed between the 96th and 103rd Street stations. The disabled car was empty other than its operators as it had been vandalized and needed to be serviced. Authorities say more than 20 people suffered minor injuries. Some passengers who exited the station described the scene as frightening as cars started to fill with smoke and the smell of gas. Dozens of New York City firefighters and paramedics rushed to the scene to help evacuate passengers. At this point, officials are describing this as an accident. This is a major subway line on the west side of Manhattan. Train service in both directions has been disrupted. Uh, in places, it has been suspended. Passengers are being told to take alternative routes tonight as authorities try and restore service in time for tomorrow morning's commute. Nora. Yeah, snarling tonight's commute as well. Doug Williams, thank you so much. Well, tonight, that major winter storm system is on the move, and we've learned it's intensifying, set to slam the East Coast. Right now, it's sweeping across the southwest with rain and snow, making for dangerous travel conditions 
in parts of New Mexico. Thick fog and slick roads cause problems for drivers in eastern Nebraska. So for the very latest on this storm and another one that's coming next week, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Mike. Nora, good evening. We do have our first major winter storm of the season aiming for the northeast. Has its origins today across the west with snow in places like Santa Fe, New Mexico. Tomorrow moves the rain into the south. Snow across the middle of the country. And then a rain-snow mix for us in the mid-Atlantic with heavier snow Saturday across our northern states. There's a little really getting wound up here going into Saturday evening. Heavy snow now forming for us. Pennsylvania and northbound from there. The low potentially bombing out off the coast of Massachusetts here. High winds, heavy snowfall rates, coastal flooding could be an issue before the entire system pulls out by Sunday evening. Notice, though, a big swath of snow here. Many locations, five or more inches of snow, small pockets where we get more than a foot. And then after that, we look at winter storm fin that comes in across the middle of the country and then produces some very heavy snow, likely across the Midwest. Kansas City, Chicago, Detroit, and Cleveland, Nora, all on the hook for significant snow early next week. A lot to look out for. Mike Bettis, thank you so much. There is more breaking news tonight as even more court documents are being released related to sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. They are from a civil lawsuit filed against Ghislaine Maxwell. She's in prison for conspiring with Epstein in his sex trafficking operation. Here's CBS's Nancy Chen. After years of highly publicized allegations that Jeffrey Epstein provided high-profile men with underage women, these newly released documents give insight into Epstein's ties with some of these prominent figures and his sexual abuse accusers. Britain's Prince Andrew was among the notable associates named. In a 2016 deposition, accuser Johanna Schoberg says she was with Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, and Virginia Giuffre in 2001 when she met Prince Andrew at the Millionaire's Manhattan home. She told attorneys that when they were taking a photo, I sat on Andrew's lap and Andrew put his hand on my breast. Jufre previously said she was forced by Maxwell and Epstein to have sex with Prince Andrew when she was 17. He denied those allegations and they settled a lawsuit out of court in 2022. Schoberg also discussed former President Bill Clinton. She did not accuse him of any wrongdoing, but said Epstein told her one time that Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. Today, the former president's spokesperson pointed to a 2019 statement that said Clinton knew nothing about Epstein's crimes. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman. What is not answered in these documents? What goes unanswered is that we really still don't know when Jeffrey Epstein, either through Ghislaine Maxwell or through others, got these young girls to his properties and that they were not only abused by him and by Ghislaine, but that they may have been trafficked to other people. Kleeman also says it's unlikely the information revealed will lead to further legal action. And tonight, Nora, more documents have just been released. Nancy Chen, thank you so much. Well, last night, remember, we showed you this shocking video of a three-time felon attacking a Las Vegas judge. Well, he was hit with new criminal charges today. We have the new details from CBS's Carter Evans. Shocking courtroom video from Las Vegas shows the moment 30-year-old Deobra Redden leaps over the bench tackling Judge Mary Kay Holthus. Redden is a three-time felon in court this time for sentencing after pleading guilty to attempted battery with substantial bodily harm. 
Redden was not in custody at the time, and moments before the attack, he calmly asked the judge for probation. I feel like I shouldn't be sent to prison, but if it's appropriate for you, then you have to do what you have to do. But the judge said probation wasn't working. I think it's time that you get a taste of something else, because I just can't with that history. In accordance with the laws of state of Redden tackled the judge to the ground before being wrestled off her. Judge Holtis was injured, but not hospitalized. A courtroom marshal was treated at a hospital for his injuries. Redden is in jail now, facing multiple new charges, including battery on a protected person. He's due back in court next week. Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles. All right, turning overseas now, a U.S. military airstrike in Baghdad today took out a militia leader blamed for recent attacks on U.S. forces in Iraq. And in the Red Sea, the Iranian-backed Houthi militia launched a drone boat. That's new. And it came within miles of U.S. Navy and commercial ships. The drone blew up but did no damage. The U.S. and allies have repeatedly warned the Houthis to stop attacking cargo ships and tankers. Turning out of the migrant crisis at the southern border, the Biden administration is pushing back against harsh Republican criticism that the president isn't doing enough to ease the burden. And tonight, New York City filing a filing a lawsuit to halt the unannounced busing of migrants to the city by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. CBS's Weijia Jiang has the story from the White House. Tonight, the blame game goes on for the unprecedented number of migrant crossings at the southern border. There's only one reason why this is happening, uh, and that's because Joe Biden has eliminated all of the four policies that Donald Trump put in place uh, that led to the lowest illegal border crossings in 40 years. Texas Governor Greg Abbott says his state can't handle any more migrants, so he continues to bust them elsewhere. Just today, the Chicago mayor's office reported at least five buses are on their way from Texas. And New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced he is suing 17 charter bus companies for more than $700 million, demanding they help cover the cost to provide for about 34,000 migrants who have been transported to the city over the last two years. These companies have violated state law by not paying the cost of caring for these migrants. The White House blames House Republicans for blocking a funding package that included $14 billion for border security. The president understands that there's a problem at the border. He put forth on his first day something to deal with that problem. House Republicans are in no mood to negotiate. Instead, they are trying to impeach the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, who blasted the lawmakers on CBS Mornings. I don't have time um, for words uh, like that. We are focused here on solutions. Everyone agrees that the system is broken. And what we are doing is enforcing our laws. Late today, Governor Abbott called that lawsuit against the bus companies that he uses baseless. And a group of bipartisan senators met to try to cut an immigration deal. But House Republicans have signaled that they won't pass anything that doesn't include all their demands, like tighter asylum laws and more deportations. Nora. We are heading for a showdown. Weijia Jiang, thank you. For the second year in a row, Alaska's world-famous snow crab season has been canceled 
billions of snow crabs have just disappeared since 2018, and now scientists say they know why. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports on the effect to save the species and the family businesses that depend on the vital crab industry. Alaska's Kodiak Archipelago is known for its catch of the day. While Gabriel Prout is grateful for his modest haul of king crab, it's the vanishing of another variety that has this fishing port bracing for financial fallout. We're still definitely in survival mode trying to find a way to to stay in business. Last season, when we first met Prout, confusion. Where have the snow crab gone? Now, a sense of panic in the state's fisheries, which produce 60% of the nation's seafood. It's just still extremely difficult to, to fathom how we go from a healthy population in the Bering Sea to two closures in a row. While Proud is barely holding on, others, like Joshua Songstad, have lost everything. I'm all of a sudden now I'm at home with no income and really not much to do. The crisis first began in early 2022 after biologists discovered an estimated 10 billion crabs disappeared, a 90% plunge in the population. When you first saw the results in 2021, what went on in your mind? The first reaction was, this, is this real? You know, we looked at it was almost a flat line. Ben Daly with Alaska Department of Fish and Game assisted in the search. Environmental conditions are changing rapidly. According to new research from NOAA, a marine heat wave linked to climate change likely impacted their food supply and drove them to starvation. Look for causes. Biologists hope this second round of suspensions will give the remaining snow crab population time to bulk back up. But with the climate threat only growing, there's concern the snow crabs, along with the industry that depends on them, will continue to shrink. I'm a fourth generation fisherman. If we keep going the way we're going, there's not going to be any of us left. For Eye on America, Jonathan Vigliotti, Kodiak Island, Alaska. Such an important story. All right, today's school shooting in Iowa is renewing concerns about how to protect students and teachers from an attack. That's next in our series, Guns in America. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The school shooting in Iowa today puts the issue of school safety back in the spotlight. America's schools are expected to spend three and a half billion dollars on security this year. Tonight in our series Guns in America, CBS's Roxana Saberi shows us the new technology designed to help save lives. Alert. Initiate lockdown. Law enforcement has been notified. Greg Vecchi says this technology, called Safe Defend, the staff, police get an email and a text message. 
can help people survive a shooting at schools and workplaces. Think of it as the fire alarm for active killers. Like at the Jewish Community Center in Overland Park, Kansas. The incident happened right down here. In, in 2014, a gunman opened fire in the center's parking lot, killing a man and his grandson and a third person nearby. It was a tough day. And leaving employees like Sandra Greason shaken. To come in the building and see the bullet holes, glass shatter, definitely an immediate loss of security. Since then, the center installed license plate readers, more cameras, armed guards, and metal detectors as well as safe defend devices. Jeff Green left his job as an elementary school principal to create the technology. No matter how much law enforcement wants to be there, then there's a gap. There's a time when we're on our own. And how do we survive until help arrives? It's just one part of what's become a booming industry aimed at protecting kids and employees from a rapid rise in mass shootings. Products range from gun detectors guided by AI to bulletproof tables and automatically locking doors. We've seen year-over-year increases in injury and death from mass shootings. Otis Johnson Jr., who leads the Johns Hopkins Center for Safe and Healthy Schools, is skeptical these products are the answer to gun violence. We really do need a more comprehensive approach that includes gun safety um, and stiffer regulations uh, for gun ownership. Sandra Greeson says the center's new safety measures, including active shooter training, make her feel much more secure. Preparedness is key, right? The more you're prepared, the better you feel and the more confident you feel. Roxana Saberi, CBS News, Overland Park, Kansas. A major drug company launches a website to sell its anti-obesity drug directly to patients. We've got those details next. Some interesting news today. Drug maker Eli Lilly launched a new online service sending medications directly to consumers. The new service called Lilly Direct will ship the company's new anti-obesity drug to patients who have a prescription. And they will also offer some of the company's insulin drugs for people with diabetes and a migraine medication. The U.S. Mint honors the life and legacy of Harriet Tubman. That story's next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Finally tonight, the U.S. Mint has released a new set of coins honoring abolitionist Harriet Tubman. The commemorative $5, $1, and half-dollar coins each represent a different era of Tubman's extraordinary life. From being a conductor on the Underground Railroad to working as a spy for the Union Army, the new coins can be purchased online beginning today. The Treasury Department says Tubman is expected to replace Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill, but that's not until 2030. So get the coins instead. 
And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Thanks for watching. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> Sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.